This is it. We're rolling. This is episode 379 of No Laugh Track Podcast. I'm Justin Severson, the host. Circle of Heat. I think we're still playing their music there at the beginning. Yeah, I think so. And uh, here with me is someone who was here with me last time with a member of Circle of Heat. It's not Trevor Anderson here with me. It is Mike Early here with me on a Wednesday afternoon at Acme, 4th of July week. That's true. I'm here with the headliner. How does that sound, Mike? The headliner, oh, Mike good. Early. It's, yeah, it's great. It's great. No, no. Expand on that. Give me half an hour and how great it is. I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't ask for that, but <laughs> I am headlining, in fact. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today, yeah. Mike. And um, yeah, last time you were here was sort of, last time you did this with me, right. it was the co-headlining deal yeah, with yeah, Trevor yeah. Anderson last, I wrote it down, it was last October. Okay, was that that's yeah? We did the co-headlining thing, and then it does that last October seems like what twenty years ago? I don't know. Fifty years ago? I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) so it's a distant life, you know, full of ambitions and things you could do. But uh, yeah, I was doing that with him, and then right before the club closed, I headlined one night. I I know. Yeah, and this is you had had a Tuesday night. I had a Tuesday, and this is basically the first time performing since then. Okay. So four months off, and then it's back in it. How, like, I watched the, did you watch the Dave Chappelle special from, you know? The 8, um, yeah. 834. Yeah, I did. Okay. Like, think about this one. That is still been, it hasn't even been a month since he recorded that. It seems like forever ago that I watched it. It's yeah. not even a month ago. Yeah, well, it was something that sh- sharp, you know. A lot of people's just impulse is probably just to try to, Oh, let's talk about something else. So they, <laughs> they segmented in their mind. So, sure. You know, they, after uh, getting to it right away, which yeah, I, I you, know I did. But one of the things, the reason I even brought it up is one of the things he says right at the beginning of that is he hadn't been on stage for 87 days or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So before this, what was the, what was the longest you ever went since starting comedy? Since performing? Yeah. Definitely. This is the longest. Uh, prior to this, um, I guess I don't even remember. I guess you'd have to think, like, try to, is there some... Is there a time I've taken a break? I think there was... situation that Honestly, you away? a couple of years ago, I was getting real burnt out on comedy, and I think there was a couple of weeks where I was felt a little... It almost felt, like, rebellious. It's like I was skipping school or something. Because after a while, you be, it becomes a, an inner duty or inner obligation to go do this kind of a discipline of getting out there a couple times a week. And then yeah. when you realize you don't have to do that, it's kind of fun... And then uh, when you really can't do it, it's even better because you you don't have the guilt attached to, uh, you know, if you are getting burnt out, on, you don't have the yeah. guilt of, oh, I should be out there. Uh-huh. But then when everything's shut down, it was it's kind of nice for a little bit right. to have a break. Right. Did you, so did, what type of stuff did you have on the books when everything was canceled in I had, March? Uh, I had like bar gigs in Wisconsin. I was going to be at the Mall of America. Um, just, you know, normal routine stuff. Nothing amazing. Okay. Yeah. So I just, uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It starts off with a little bit of relief. Yeah. Uh, so what have you, I know you've been doing the construction gig still, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, full time, basically, just to stay busy. 
Did you have to call off today to come here to join me for this? I took this? the week off. Took the week off. It's just the arrangement I have. You know, I was I entered the job and they knew I was a comedian and they were cool with that and they knew I couldn't work all the time. So yeah, I kind of work when I want to, but I also again I have I have a sense of obligation to that because I've worked my whole life and to to let that go for a little bit, you feel you start to feel well. You you learn enough about yourself taking time off to realize it's not good for you. Yeah. yeah. Are there guys uh, that you work with at that job that are, because, you know, like we've talked about, I, I got a job, you know, like that, that I do as well, painting. And sometimes if uh, something pulls me from that job and we're not finished, mm-hmm. like I have a sense of guilt, like, oh, I just kind of bailed on those guys, but I have these other, like, I have to be yeah. here for this. Yeah. Do you ever get that? Oh, like, yeah. I definitely Balancing know. the comedy versus that, like, guys, I know we're putting up this part of the thing, but I... I'm gone, man. I know Definitely, it's the shittiest man. part that's coming up, but I'm not going to be there. Yeah, you have like Crane Day. That's a big crane deal. Day. Okay. Crane Day when you know you, uh-huh. people pay two hundred dollars an hour, and then everyone and they go, "The crane's going to be here at seven o'clock. Be here at six fifteen, so we can set it up." Just because they don't want to wait. Yeah, Crane Day is an intense today. So sure, there's a lot of money involved. That's in crane uh, day. yeah. That's where my uh, allegiance is strongest on Crane Day. Outside of that, I feel like I do my duty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. Uh, there, the, uh, you know, of course the downside of job like, like that is you can get injured. I saw you, you, uh, had a visit to the clinic or something in the last month or so. Yeah. I got stitched. It cut a few stitches. Is there a good story behind it? No, it's very, fight on the job very side? lame. It was a metal strap that I literally just you know, kind of twanked off. I don't know if that's a word. It is in the gay community, but I, I twanked it off and it r- ripped open the webbing of my finger and I was looking inside of it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I know what it, I probably need stitches. So I, You had that moment where, like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Did anybody see it happen? Because that's always the thing. Like, maybe I could just play this off and put, like, wrap the crap out of it. Nobody and- would care if I would have wrapped the crap out of it. I did this for my own well being. So I don't work at a place where they are concerned with that. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I think I was made fun of for getting stitches. <laughs> How many stitches? Uh, three. Thirty? Three, 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 three. Yeah, <laughs> three. And it's in the webbing, so you know you can open that up. But I, I, I got to the urgent care, and they dipped it in water. Then I looked at it. I'm like, I don't even. I don't know if I have to be here. But <laughs> yeah, it's not a fun trip to do, to take care of that crap. Yeah, it's, I feel like you're doing something, though. I feel like, hey, I'm taking care of myself. You know, I haven't eaten a vegetable in three months, but I'm going to get three <laughs> stitches. <laughs> Whose fault is that? It starts right here. I'm not saying it's not my fault. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so you didn't do Zoom shows? or did you? Do I some- didn't do a single Zoom show. Really? Yeah. No, it was. A, this has been a weird time for me. I got a call at the beginning of quarantine from someone in Texas who told me she was pregnant, and it was, it was my kid. So I had this uh, Which camera. Are we on here? What? What the? Seriously? At the very beginning, right before the lockdown, I get a series of weird text messages saying that something. Oh, there's something wrong, and I'm like, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> You know, and it's someone I haven't hadn't formed any sort of relationship with, and periodically talked with. But yeah, so that that occupied my mind for a good two months, three months, and I I, I didn't actually get conclusive evidence. I was kind of taken for a ride. Um, wow. Yeah, it was it was the it was the most 
It, it's bizarre. So I don't have full closure now, but I only I can only psychoanalyze the situation and some of the some of the loops and, and maze that that occurred during all that to kind of come to some sort of conclusion. And if you know, if you do have a child, you know, you'll find out when it comes. But I, you know, I couldn't continue to deal with someone who was like just making stuff up. Wow. Yeah. I'm having visions of that uh, catfish show that on MTV I used to watch. Yeah, well, if you watch MTV, it's catfish and uh, ridiculousness 24-7. Yes, they don't yes, play music anymore. No, I don't. Yeah. But I think about that, or I'm thinking about that, like, uh, you know, this it could be the, um, well, I'm going to get Mike to come back down to Texas, and then... Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it seems Trap something him like that. who knows what. Yeah, it's just like that. that mindset is so foreign to me, but I've had friends who've had, you know... They, they, Accidental? Not ac- I've oh. had friends. Of course, I've had friends who've done that. Oh, All yeah. my friends have done that. <laughs> but it's uh, a requirement. I've also had those same friends who've had uh, people after uh, you know, right before b- breaking up with them, and they say, "Oh, I, oh, I'm pregnant," and oh, then they the they get taken for a ride for a couple weeks, and then they say they had a miscarriage or etc. Just to kind of keep just to keep the grip. So Ooh, it's it's, a, it's something that happens. It's just like I you know if you don't necessarily have conclusive proof you don't know if it's happening to you you can only just yeah i guess but like the the mindset behind that is so foreign to me that it's just like it's hard to relate yeah you know what i mean so what kind of dad are you gonna be of national guard dad one weekend a month (laughs) (laughs) pay for college maybe i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it's a uh, boy will you no i'm kidding um wow so you, it's no resolution yet not really so you have to learn to live with some ambiguity in your mind you know people talk about pregnancy scares which are generally four to five days but when you have a month-long syndrome it's it's something uh something that should be called something different <laughs> yeah i was uh when i worked um well, we, you and I were talking beforehand. Like, I have a now 10-month-old daughter mm-hmm. at home with my wife. Hey, you were really hyping, hyping there, it up before the show. Hey, if anybody needs uh, <laughs> tips on stay-at-home dadding, I'm a pro now. I'll just say that. Um, uh, <laughs> so I have a 10-month-old at home yes. with my wife mm-hmm. that we created. It's oh. a miracle. And uh, <laughs> back when she and I were dating, mm-hmm. I was working. I was also still working uh, morning radio. Producing a morning radio show, right? Yeah, yeah. During a broadcast of that radio show, oh. she sends me a message. No. Yes. It's a photo? Have I told you this before? She sent a photo of a freaking No, I just, imag- I just think of the most maximum effect, and that would be a photo. She sent a picture of a doctored pregnancy test. A doctored? Just for fun. Yeah. Oh. To see what my reaction was. Oh. I married this woman. What was, she, what was what, what, have you asked her about what what's behind that? Oh, we yeah. Oh, I mean, my reaction was so negative that I'm surprised we didn't break up with each other. Yeah, I'm amazed yeah. that actually that our relationship got because I was so first like what the no yeah no, I was yeah. still going like I, my I was separated from my first wife for I mean our. Our marriage was had been done for years, but mm-hmm. we took a long time to make it legally sure. You still tied up in some we way. We tried to blah blah blah. It I took a long it. time yeah. to finalize a divorce, not because we were going to be back together, just kind of a financial thing. And okay, just, but the point was, it was like I was still 
dealing with that. And then yeah. she's sending me a message like, oh, and I'm pregnant. I'm like, we were uh, just newly dating. I'm like, what the? No, 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 no. We can't. What are we going to do? What are we? Uh, so we both had it, very negative. She was upset with how I reacted. And I was oh, upset that she, she was but, fucking with me. Oh, dude. Yeah. You can't be upset at someone if, if their precepts are just lies. But I've heard that too, where it's like I, I call, I, I told him I was uh, some other girl, and he said, "Come over." It's like, yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah, but you know, you're also lying. I just remembered something to to uh, to to make my wife look a little better. I will. I just remembered this. Previous to that, we had been walking through Como Park, you know, here in the zoo, the Como mm-hmm. Park here in St. Paul, or over in St. Paul, and we were going by this really picturesque area, and. I started crouching down on one de- knee, pretending like I was going to propose. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So. That you got her back? No, I did that first. Oh, okay. So now okay. I'm just, and what I'm saying is I think maybe I have had it coming a little bit, is I, I sort of fake proposed to uh, her. Uh. Yeah. So then her, soon after that, hers was, oh, really? You're going to fake propose? Well, I'm fake pregnant. Oh, interesting, yeah, that's man. Yeah, that just came back to me. So maybe. Why'd you fake propose? Because that the, for that split second that I made that decision, I thought it was going to be funny to oh, crouch yeah, yeah. down it's and fail joke. I know all about <laughs> yeah. those. Yeah, <laughs> you ever had a joke that didn't hit? Oh yeah, I've done. Yeah, for sure. I think. Are you uh, just along those lines? Are you fan of practical jokes in general? Not necessarily ones where they involve a possible pregnancy, but things maybe a little more, a uh, little less controversial that involve uh, life. <laughs> Not really. I've tried to do that. I remember I, I worked at a grocery store and the baker had closed all her, or she had opened up her, her, you know, her racks. She opened up a rack to me. That's dirty. Yeah, very funny stuff. Um, and uh, I just closed them real quick and I like hid behind something. And then uh, I uh, I kind of looked at her face and I watched her flick off the black guy from behind her back. I was like, ooh. So I don't like practical. I don't like oh, seeing no. what people do when when they don't know anyone's around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's make sure all races are getting along, Mike. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. You know, I'm sure it's no. interpersonal more. You know, but it was. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, I like the the show Impractical Jokers. It's a very entertaining show. But I've I've never been a practical joker. I just. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my neighbors, I witnessed my neighbors doing one to their like five and seven year old daughters the other day. They were telling me that their uh, printer had been sort of malfunctioning. Okay. Uh, like turning on and off on its own. So uh, the mom that, that lives next door, she decided to start sending it messages as if it was possessed, written to the daughters. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And instead of being freaked out, they actually loved it. So. Oh, they did. Yeah. Interesting, uh-huh. man. I was gonna say that it's like quarantine has gone too far. Are people, you right? People are doing weird stuff like that to five-year-olds. <laughs> Traumatizing. Their... Right. I'm watching you while you sleep. Good so night. She thought she had a friend on the other side. I think that was what. Well, no, they thought. I, I guess eventually, and this is actually interesting that a five and seven-year-old, the connection, the leap they made, we were hacked. Oh yeah, yeah. Our our printer was hacked. It's not a ghost. It's not possessed. Someone hacked it, and they're just teasing us. Well, that's true because people use the word hacked to re- like to describe. You know, I clicked on a link and it gave me a virus, and I was hacked. 
Whereas yeah. real hacking requires you to be actively manipulate programming in real time. Yeah, yeah. But people use that loosely to be like, someone's fucking with my shit. That's, yeah, and all that's very true. That's very true. Did uh, I got one more? I'm gonna want to go back to your uh, weird pregnancy scare here thing. Yeah. Did you up? start doing some math? Like, wait, when was I in? Oh God! I yes. mean, that must have been the first. Well, thing Well, there's you did. so much information, and st- you know, it's I've, I've distanced from it, but yeah, so much information. You like, you you can't remember it all, so you you remember the parts that make it seem like it's true, and you freak out, and then all of a sudden, like a wave, you remember the parts that are like, well, this probably just doesn't add sure. up. Sure. So yeah, you do the math. You do the math. You like recreate like JFK style, recreate the, the uh, dismount and uh, the angles and potential splashing. <laughs> we might have missed something. <laughs> we might have missed something. Yikes, man. Well, yeah, yeah. Are you sending her? Uh, we should talk about your shows this this week here. Are you going to be sending her a Zoom link since she's can't in Texas and can't make it here live? Uh, no. Is there any chance you'd be like sending a Zoom link? No, I will not be sending a Zoom link. Okay. Well, no, I, no, no. There is. Uh, we should say that you're doing the shows here uh, through Friday. So yeah, today's yeah, Wednesday, yeah. so it's tonight at eight eight o'clock every night, eight and ten thirty, I believe, on Friday. Two shows. Friday. That's right. Eight yeah, and ten thirty. Um, who are you working with? Uh, Ahmed Kalaf is the MC, a good friend of mine. James Moore, very good comic. Nice, nice. Are you? Um, so people can come. I, uh, I showed it on my Instagram stories last week. We, uh, the chairs are spaced out here, just for people who are, aren't caught up yet. You have to wear a mask when you come in here. The staff is wearing masks that co- that come and serve you. So, uh, every all the seats are s- six feet apart, if not more. Seventy five people's the max. Or you can, and you can have dinner before the show here, and then mm-hmm. uh, you can also just stay home and watch on Zoom. If you yeah, want. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have be. you watched any comedy on Zoom? I know you said uh, you didn't perform. Have you watched any? I've watched a little bit of Zoom comedy. I'd seen the things, and I clicked on a link, and it was, you know, the people who are running the Zoom meeting, and then you side by side, you have the person trying to tell jokes, so you just see a guy's face all smiling, and then someone's just in their apartment falling apart just trying to read off their premises and i honestly it was kind of a breath of humanity it's kind of nice to yeah, see yeah. yeah yeah that would i'm just thinking wouldn't that sort of be like uh if you were perform, performing here on the stage like normal and maybe they had a yeah, spotlight on somebody in the crowd <laughs> Right. Yes, I suppose, <laughs> but it's almost as if you're face to face with someone telling yeah, these the, jokes. Yeah, the first, the first two people, like here. Yeah. I'm gonna see exactly your reaction. Put you on the spot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that could get a little awkward. Like, uh, haha, I, I heard you. I laughed. Yeah, but uh, yeah, ultimately, you're, uh, when you do those, I assume you're taking a risk with all your deliveries. You don't know what people are gonna do. So there's, there's you, I'm sure it's good. Yeah. I, uh, so Erica Rhodes was here last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I caught her. She was very good. Yeah, she's great. And her first night, I watched the Zoom set from home, and uh, she did 80 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if they told you. That's the expectation, though. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's tough. She missed the light. I suppose maybe you assumed that. She missed the lights. Why she did 80 minutes. She missed. That's almost twice as much as a headlining set. <laughs> You miss the light and you go on for 40 minutes? Is there any... That's a lack of awareness. 
uh, some of the one of the things that she and I talked about on last week's podcast was the concept of time and how she has very little. Oh, concept. okay, so it's yeah. something substantiated. Uh-huh. It's impressive to do eighty minutes, especially yeah. under. Uh, you know, there's a level of duress that happens when you're like, so "Am I supposed to get off now?" And then you keep going. That's, that's oh, she great. was. She admitted she felt that. Yeah, there was duress. No doubt. Oh, no, yeah. I don't doubt it. Uh-huh. It's just that's a long time to go. Yeah. How? What? Have you ever had a, been forced to do, you know, like longer than you wanted a situation like that? Like, yeah, but nothing I couldn't handle. I, but I've always begrudgingly done that. You know, I was up in Duluth and uh, the headliner wasn't very good. And the guy asked me, hey, you, do, you, do, you do more? Like after the first show or something? Or? You do more. Uh, yeah, after the first show. It was funny. It was so weird because they, uh, they had bad results on the first show. And the second show, it was okay. But I remember afterwards, one of the uh, staff there were handing out free tickets and apologizing to audience members who actually enjoyed it. I remember like, here's free tickets. And they're like, no, we liked it. We liked it. Um, but they wanted me to do extra time. And what? I did it. You know, I did it. But I think it paid more. Yeah. Well, hopefully the next time. They make up for it. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe it's already been a next time. Uh, no, I'm not going to. Or maybe the goal is to not have to go back to that gig. That's a fine gig. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So they were, they were looking at that as like a refund? What's that? They were doing a refund? Yeah, they were handing out refunds to people who never asked for them. What the fuck? Let's not set that precedent, right? <laughs> <laughs> Manager <laughs> Joe is laughing in the background, right? People pleasers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so let's see. Another thing I want to mention um, while you were here is that let's give you some little credit for being... When you were, uh, we talked about last time you were here, you went on the road with Louis C.K. That's right, yeah, yeah. With him, you went on the road with him. Mm-hmm. And you got, your name is in the credits for his special, correct? Yeah, yeah, I made it to the ending credits. It's very cool. That, that's got to be cool. It was. I was very excited that day. Did you know that was coming or hoping? I wasn't even, no, no, it didn't even occur to me. But I got sent a screenshot before I even knew his special released. And oh, I was okay. Like, that was a great moment. Awesome. It was so great. Yeah, very cool. That was the moment I found out I could not be having a child. It was the same day. And then I had my credits. So it was like, it was a good day. The best day I had in a while. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, along those lines, what are you, when when they read your credits bio thing, like, hey, the headliner tonight. Yeah. Who who hands that? To, do you write something out for Joe or whoever? Yeah, you have to reading? fill out your own. Yeah. yeah. What are you putting on that these days? Well, I've headlined once, and uh, I think it was your headliner tonight. You probably know him personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike Early. <laughs> oh fuck! That's funny, man. <laughs> I uh well if you're looking for a suggestion I just say go with that again because <laughs> that's really good. yeah okay okay <laughs> yeah I will oh that's super funny hey uh I also want to give you credit um I enjoy following you on Twitter oh nice yeah, yeah. I keep firing stuff out into the void there uh huh yeah don't get much response in fact yeah yeah I don't get much response do you ever go back I. I was the first time I ever found out somebody went back. This is a few years ago. Somebody said, "Oh, I go when if I don't get a positive reaction, I delete the tweet." I have that every tweet, with very few exceptions. Every tweet I send, I regret immediately. There's no power in it. I lose power sending out tweets. Personal power. 
Um, but I keep doing it because I have some sort of pride attached to it. Where it's like, no one's going to stop me from saying this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I, then I, you know, I'm kind of like waiting for something to happen and nothing ever does. And uh, I, so I screenshot a couple here I want to bring. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, these are my icebreakers for people when I meet new people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, I need to give, give you credit for this because it was one from well, I think four days ago. Here's from uh, Mike Early at. M-I-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y, Mike Early. Twitter has turned into finding thousands of different ways to tell people to wear a mask. And when that came, that was your tweet, and when that came through my feed, the two above it and the three below it were uh-huh. all about masks. Oh, dude. It's, so you're uh, not, I mean, you, were, you nailed it. Yeah. You absolutely nailed it. See, it's a seasonal platform. And, you know, one, one day it's masks, the other it's riots. And it's, it's you know, especially now, it's, well, it's season, accelerated. The seasons are changing uh, from a.m. to p.m., I mean, no, exactly. It's it's very rapid. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I guess people see the mask thing and then they. I don't know. I don't know how to think about the mask thing because it's uh, somewhat of a sanctimonious topic because people say sure. their grandmas are going to die if you don't wear one. So I don't know. I, mean, I go to I well I had to make a run to uh, Target already today, mm-hmm. uh, and I do wear I. Mean, I not making a political statement. No, I do wear a mask. I am somebody who does wear a mask when I go into Target. And uh, then, like, we're 50% maybe aren't. I'm like, you clearly aren't following the people I am following on Twitter who are fucking... Yeah. No, like, I, that's all they do. Is- maybe it's just... It's not the act of wearing a mask. I think that's a different subject. But writing the mask tweet is what curi- makes me curious. Because yeah. I don't think a lot of those people are talking to anyone who's not wearing... Who's not in agreement. Yeah. So you wonder where that emanates from. It's like, what, well, what inspired you to, you know, slander, you know, to vigorously attack a phantom on your Twitter feed today with your mask tweet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's certain things that I just don't get. Mm-hmm. When you, you said, you're like, oh, I, I put out a tweet and I sometimes I regret it right away. Oh, yeah. Other ones, do you ever have that? Like, I like this, but this could turn... This could not go well. Oh, yeah. The reaction, I better hold back. This one may not go well. Yeah, everyone has a piece of them who does it. And you have a decision, you can do it. And, and sometimes there's some liberation in that. Yeah. Sometimes you lose friendships that you knew were never true to begin with. <laughs> um, but the idea I thought it used to be for social media is you say all this inner stuff, and then people are like, I think that too. And it becomes this kind of weird, kind of funny little thing. And yeah. now you say, any, you know, now it's. Uh, I don't think it's become that now it's it's a form of control in a lot of ways people want to control how you what you express and then ultimately what you think about certain things yeah just because you know you know the the act of speaking out loud is a social act so if you're if you think the social web is is gonna tear you to shreds it's like why even do it right right no I, i i completely agree it's such a strange thing i've uh i've stopped using facebook Basically, uh, I don't know. Since since COVID hit, I just, I I got I got to oh, stay away really? from people yeah. on Facebook. It's yeah, too she... much. And I've noticed that some of them have wandered over uh, to Twitter. That's why I'm on Parlor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just found out about that. Was like a lot of people yeah, recently. A... But I am curious. I want to ask, how are you using uh, besides Twitter and throwing out your jokes all the time? Are you on the other ones? Yeah, Facebook, I like. Yeah. I like. I, I, that's probably my biggest following is on my personal Facebook account. I know mine too, and I don't. Well, we're like in Minnesota, you know. Where this, you know, people, you know, you don't. Yeah, you know, you have a few fans, but a lot of them you get to know on some level. 
um, and then you your Facebook friends with them. So yeah, yeah. I feel like abandoning Facebook for me, it'd be abandoning everyone went to high school with and all the connections you made over the years. And uh, you know, there's certainly a sect of people you could do without. How about family? Are you friends with family on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but. Those people are more forgiving than anyone, you know, strangers. Yeah. So, yeah, I like Facebook a lot. Okay. I still do. Yeah, right on. Uh, well, you, I'm here today to tell you you need to get off of there. <laughs> yeah, what? No. Well, go on. <laughs> no, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll go back. I'll be back. I'll be back on Facebook. You don't have to, but it sounds like you want to. My, <laughs> my, my wife is still on, so I get the, you know, when there's something I absolutely need to see, mm-hmm. I, I see it. Okay, I gotcha. See it. I, I have a... Uh, if it wasn't for Facebook, I didn't. I wouldn't know that I have a cousin that wears MAGA shirts every day. Every day? No, not every day. Oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> but I didn't know she had any of them. Yeah, I feel like if you wear one MAGA thing, you do it every... It's like an every day, you know. That I person wore be. the hat every day. It's a big deal to wear anything <laughs> MAGA. Kind of a uniform and a statement. I don't know. Um, is there anything else we should be mentioning here before I cut you loose? We've got the shows here this week. You are the headliner. Mm-hmm. Um... Your social media that we just talked about. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. People follow you on Twitter. Yeah, just mainly come out to the show. You've been inside, and it's nice here. It's, things are spaced out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got the right temperature. It's, uh, yeah, I got a I got a wall unit in my apartment. It's not. It's from the like nineties. It's not good. It's hot. Yikes! Do you have to pay electricity? I guess I do, but it's never more than fifty bucks. I literally have it running all day because I have like I, I bought bulk truffle chocolates, and I got to make sure they don't melt. <laughs> I'm spending more money maintaining these truffles that I'm no longer eating because I'm so tired of them because I don't want them to blob up. You don't. <laughs> what about the refrigerator? That's a great point. I'm going to move those. I honestly never thought of that. I'm going to move those and turn off my AC. <laughs> Oh, I've been looking forward to this, Mike. Thank yeah, you. this has been great, Thank man. you for doing this, and uh, people need to come see the shows. Uh, also, sign up for that Insider thing. I saw, I got the, the email the other day from being on the Acme Insider list, and there's going to be a couple nights next week where you can get a hell of a good deal on a show and a dinner. If you want more details on that, go to Acme's website, website and sign up for that. Subscribe to the show, share it with your friends, and most importantly, uh, support local comedy here at Acme. Boom! Yeah, sweet. Thanks. Thank you.